Hi, I'm David Stoker, and I want to welcome you to the Better Life and Recovery hashtag Hope Dealer Movement podcast. As a visible and vocal member of the recovery community since 2009, I'm frequently asked questions and for advice from people all the time. Some are curious, some are still using, some are in recovery, and some people just care about somebody who's currently struggling with a hurt habit or hangout. If people in my community have those questions, I guarantee that people everywhere are looking for answers as well. We started this podcast to give you answers and support because not only is recovery real, it is amazing. Hope you enjoy the show. So I'm just going to be honest with you. When I was talking to you, we're just going to jump right into it. I know normally there's all kinds of a buildup and this and this and that, but uh-huh. as I was talking to uh, Josh, who's going to be uh, on the podcast with me today, say hi, Josh. I'm here. I'm here. Ready to rock and roll. So as I was talking to him, he uh, he said, man, you're really fired up about this, aren't you? And I was I like, heck yeah, I am really uh-huh. fired up about what we're going to be talking to today because I have seen parents and families victimized over and over and over again mm-hmm. and misled over and over and over again and preyed upon over and over and over again by irreputable marketers yeah, and uh, treatment centers and places that basically are, I don't even know how to put it other than they're, they're acting uh, with malicious intent yeah. just to make money. Uh, exactly. My first example of this, uh, and it's why I probably am so fired up, is many, many years ago, uh, back when I was a counselor, uh, well, I was a therapist working at a treatment facility. I was at an all-women's treatment facility. And by the way, I have a master's, I am a licensed clinical social worker, and I feel like your therapist should have master's degrees. Mm -hmm. Uh, They shouldn't just, I mean, a lot of people argue the disease model. You know, uh, they're like, well, this is a disease. And then they're like, well, you know, I mean, if they've got some lived experience, then they should be able to be a counselor with a couple years um, of supervision. That would be like saying, well, you know, if the if he's had cancer, um, he should right. just have to have a couple years experience uh, being around people who treat cancer, and now he can treat cancer too. Right. He Absolutely. doesn't have to be a doctor. Why should he have to get his MD? Yeah. Uh, in order to treat cancer, he he just needs a couple years experience. Right. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I think peers are vital and yes. very important. Yes. But I think when it comes to therapy, especially since I would estimate, and we'll get into this, based on my personal experience, I worked uh, eight and a half years. Uh, I worked as a therapist in, mm-hmm. in treatment, mm-hmm. uh, and we got most of our referrals were from doctors, hospitals, people off the street. I also worked with treatment courts that entire eight and a half years. Uh-huh. I would say probably 90% of the people that had chronic chaotic substance use Uh also had a co-occurring mental health disorder, whether it was uh, trauma, whether it was anxiety, Uh depression, or, you know, even something that that was even more difficult to work with because they're, yeah. Anyway. And my lived experience isn't going to walk them through that. Exactly. Yes. You know, and, and we're falling short. So when I was first getting started, I had this family come to me and they asked about this treatment center. There were people I went to church with and they asked about this treatment center that uh, was in South Padre. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you know, we're thinking of uh, sending our son there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I I have no idea about it. Let me do a little online research Mm -hmm. because of course, if it's on the internet, it must be true. (laughs) I'm a French model. Bonjour. (laughs) I was such an idiot. Um, Uh Are you really? I did not know that. (laughs) Right. It's on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) So it must be true. true. Yes. So, uh, so I did a little online research and uh-huh. about it, and I was like, oh, okay, th- this looks okay. And they sent their son to this place, and they paid $35,000 a month cash for mm-hmm. three months. So they paid over $100,000 cash mm-hmm. to send their son to a place. And when he got back, he said, basically, I mean, it was a really nice house because mm-hmm. they had pictures of this amazing place, sure. a swimming pool, jacuzzi, and it's South Padre, so mm-hmm. there's beaches. Right. So it looked amazing, beachfront. Mm-hmm. And he said, literally, they ran us around. It was two older guys that uh, ran us around to 12-step meetings in a van all day long. And then it, uh, and then uh, whenever there wasn't meetings, we would work with them and do 12-step. They'd worked us through the 12-steps. Wow. So basically, they paid $35,000 a month to work the 12-steps and to go to, uh, to recovery support groups around the island. Wow. So now I won't refer somebody to a place unless I have been there for a tour myself or I know multiple people that I'm close to who have been there or have had family members go there that vouch for it and can Mm -hmm. tell me about that program. Yeah. Right. Because the last thing I want to do is mislead somebody. Right. 
absolutely. So right now there are people, lots of people on Facebook, social media, Instagram Mm -hmm. that have tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of followers, Mm. and they are nothing but marketers. All they do is get paid by a place to put heads in beds. Mm -hmm. That's all they do. And, Uh and you, you, you you can spot them in some easy ways and we'll get into that here in a minute, Uh but you can spot them some of the ways, uh, they, uh, I don't know, spoken word poetry. They mm-hmm. might do a crap rap. And by mm-hmm. that, I mean, they have like a recovery rap song or a <laughs> mental health rap song or a poem about right. mental health, or maybe they're a recovery musician or uh-huh. a recovery all-star, or it almost makes me hate that I have Hope Dealer tattooed <laughs> right? on my arm yeah. and that the name of the book I wrote was called Hope Dealer because they, they, they claim this Hope Dealer thing. And literally all they do is send people to the treatment places that pay them mm. money. And not looking out for the best interests or where right. the person is going to get the best care. Right. So, uh, you know, and, and because of that, they send them to these treatment centers and these recovery homes that uh-huh. are horrific. Have you heard about that, Josh? I, I have. And, you know, what I was looking at is that actually there's – it was crazy the amount of um, arrests and charges that have even brought up in the last five or six months. You know, there was – I'm looking at this this one place, the owner of uh, of Morningside Recovery. It's a it's a defunct place in Orange County. They they've defrauded. The big thing right now is defrauding the insurance companies. So they defrauded the insurance companies for over twenty seven million dollars, which is million twenty seven million like million dollars. That's a lot zero, right? And twenty seven million dollars, and it's you know a lot of this has come because of the uh, the Affordable Care Act, you know, and being able to to bill insurances for uh for the sober living. And um, I saw that there's another one here. Like this was back in January. There were five people that were arrested in the connection. This one was only for uh, three point two million. Oh, okay, you know, only three point two. Good, yeah. And then in in March there was actually um, like there was a, uh, an, a another one here that was for three point four million where they overbilled health insurance companies, and then another seventeen million back in between July of twenty fifteen and early twenty eighteen. Oh, so they're under the twenty millions too. Okay. Yeah, they're. I mean, yeah, so they're that's the legit right there, <laughs> right? Um, and. I got to read part of this one to you. This one's crazy. Uh, Mississippi's former welfare director, four colleagues, and a former pro wrestler were charged with carrying out a multi-million dollar embezzlement scandal like this, where they had this pro wrestler living at a drug rehab facility. Who is a pro wrestler? I love pro wrestling. His, his name is Brett DiBiase. Oh, the DiBiase, DiBiase. Yes, Yeah, I remember him son. from like uh, the Von Erichs and <laughs> yeah. the Ultimate Warrior and all that back in the day. Yep, this yeah. is his son. And so he's living in this, um, in this rehab and charging the insurance company, getting paid for it. And then they are also saying that he's out doing all these speaking engagements to talk about recovery, which he never left the rehab, which they're also charging for to get paid as well. And so it was just a huge, huge scam. Um, And then uh, this last one I found, uh, the founder of a Los Angeles sober living facility is facing 20 years in prison for um, running a $175 million phony healthcare billing scheme. $175 million. Uh, Christopher Batham, he pleaded no contest, 14 felony counts of grand theft, insurance fraud, identity theft, and money laundering. Um, He described himself as the rehab mogul, and he ran 13 community recovery drug and alcohol treatment centers in Los Angeles and Orange Counties. So somebody's telling you that they're a recovery mogul. That lets me know that they are in this just to profit off of people who are not well. Yeah, and I'm 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 just blown away. You know, um, I was reading one of the articles and he said because there's no federal licensing framework for addiction treatment centers, insurance companies they have to trust the facilities to abide by state regulations. And but little in medicine is as ill-defined as anecdotal or addiction treatment. You know, and so most rehab centers are not hospitals. The counselors are often not psychologists, and the medical directors can submit instructions from a distance. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions. And, and for some people, this may rub you the wrong way. And if it does, oh, well, I really don't care. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I, I, I will tell you what, for starters, my recovery is steeped off of uh, Jesus and 12 steps. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind yeah. of what really right. helped me. Uh, it was Jesus in a faith-based 12 step called Celebrate yeah. Recovery. But I don't look at people and say, well, you know, I'm just going to send them to a place that talks about Jesus mm. and they're going to be better. Right. Um, because to tell you the truth, I believe that there are multiple pathways to recovery. Amen. Uh, right now, there are a lot of places I believe the 12 steps is amazing for recovery Amen. support. But when I hear a place tell me, you know, and there's a lot of them, they're like, well, you know, we're, we're 12 step step based treatment center. I'm mm. like, 
wait a minute. So you base off of, or we're a Bible-based treatment uh-huh. center. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so what you're telling me is you don't have cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, uh, no DBT, no motivational interviewing, yeah. no um, no medication a lot yeah, of times. So in fact, anything. let's just get into bad. <laughs> let's just get I, into I think we were right some there. of uh, the things uh-huh. to look for that are... What was the name of that? The Very Bad, Not So Good. I don't know. Whatever the heck that little... It was a little kid movie. I watched it with my, my son back oh, in the day. Very bad. Somebody's Very Bad, Not So Good Day or something. Anyway, um, <laughs> these are negative things. And I will tell... Uh-huh. To go back to what Josh was talking about, they used to call it the Florida Shuffle. Yes. And now we have the California Shuffle, uh-huh. the Arizona Shuffle, the Indiana Shuffle. The I mean, States there Shuffle. are so many states now that have these players who are... It, it, I think you and me watched one time uh, Jonathan Stewart whenever he went on uh, uh, Crossfire. Uh huh. Yeah. And he literally looks at the guys who were on Crossfire, oh, and he's like, "Stop it! <laughs> You're hurting us." Uh. Um, I look at a lot of the treatment providers and the people that provide the marketing for him, and I'm like. Stop it. You're hurting us. You're killing people. Uh And you knuckleheads who are online, who are preying on people and flying all across the country, and you're getting paid to fly all across the country because of the exorbitant amounts that are being charged. Uh You know, I worked at a treatment facility for eight and a half years. I've talked Uh about that. Right. We didn't do online marketing. We didn't do Facebook marketing. And yet we always had a waiting list to get into our services because we provided really good services and we didn't have to have people that were online stalking people and creating Facebook groups for parents of people with substance use. You know, there's some of the mom groups Mm -hmm. that you can go to. And if you actually look at the fine print, those groups were started by treatment facilities and they literally have people that monitor that 24 seven, just waiting for a parent to say, you know, I have a son that needs help. And instantly, you know, that's another story I can tell you about is a a mom that I was working with. And she went on one of these mom groups. I'm trying not to name things because, uh, because I don't want to get in trouble. But honestly, if, if they're marketing online, Uh Can they really be giving that great of services? If they have to pay people to yes. bring people in, yeah. can they really be giving that great of services? If their services were that good, the results should speak for themselves exactly. and just word of mouth yeah. should get people there, exactly. I would think. I would think so too. And you think about, you know, you don't see um, a lot of advertisements for uh, the best cancer treatment centers. You know, you kind of just know, you know, people from talking about it, people right. from, from evidence-based, um, you know, the, the progress and the, and the hope that comes from it. So you don't see that a lot. But in, in, in Yeah, this, the Mayo Clinic doesn't have marketers right. that are out there going, oh, somebody said cancer. Hey, come to the right. Mayo Clinic. Uh-huh. You don't. That just happens yeah. because that's where they're referred by professionals in the industry because they give the best services. Yes, exactly. And that's the, it should be the same here. It shouldn't be that these recovery all-stars, superstars, rock stars, whatever they call themselves are, are, are gathering a follow. And, you know, you, we need to ask questions. You need to ask questions. See, I'm going to sponsor. I'm going to be one of your big sponsors for your recovery rock tour so that you can go around the country, but you have to have a stack of cards with you and you have to be able to give cards to people and you have to go online and talk about your concerts, but then you also need multiple posts. You need to post X amount of times a week minimum where you say, hey, if you need help, contact me, Mm. right? I may even have people, because I'm such a big deal now, that Mm. I have people that monitor my personal page, my personal page, not like, you know, David right. Stoker, but David Stoker page. Uh-huh. Um, I have pay people to monitor so that as soon as somebody says, I need treatment, I need help, my loved one needs help, they instantly are on it. Like that mom I was talking about, uh-huh. uh, she said I was in a mom's group uh-huh. and I said that my daughter needed, anyway, their kid, daughter, son, I forget, uh-huh. it's been uh-huh. a while, but their kid needed help. Uh-huh. She said instantly somebody contacted me on a me- on a message and then they hit my inbox and they hit my inbox twice a day for the next couple weeks, every single day saying, Hey, wow. if you need help for your loved one, contact me at this number. Wow. So there was a recovery center that was running that page that had people on there just looking. So, wow. so here's, here, here's a couple ways to, uh, yeah. What do we look for? Yeah. What, what here, questions do we have? First, like I said, we'll look at what we look for that's bad. Okay. Right. Let's do that. Um, not asking in-depth questions about uh, whoever it is coming in. 
Mm-hmm. You know, whenever uh, that first question is, do they have insurance or do they have loved ones that can help support their treatment costs? Um, as soon as you hear that, just know one thing, not legit, yeah. not legit at all. Right. Uh, when I talk to somebody about, uh, and, and this is bringing a good one in on top of the bad. Uh-huh. When somebody says, listen, I need help for a loved one. Uh, I, I generally say, hey, if you want help, inbox me. I don't uh-huh. DM them. I say, hey, if you need help. DM me Uh and whenever they DM me, because I don't want it to air it public. I'm like, Hey, couple questions that I need to know before I can even tell you whether or not, Mm. you know, we're able to help. Yeah. You know, question number one, do they want help? Right. Right. Is this something they (laughs) want? Yeah. Because Uh if it's not something that they want, then Uh you know what? Yes. I still have these other questions you can answer and I can give you some places because you can call those places and we'll get into that too. Right. But I'm like, okay, what's their drug of choice? Uh-huh. Uh, one substance, poly substance. Right. Um, is it male or female? Mm-hmm. How old are they? Yeah. Uh, are, uh, do they have co-occurring disorder? Do they have a lot of trauma? Mm-hmm. Um, are they LGBTQ? You know, right. there's a list of questions that I ask. When was their last use? Right. You know, so that I can find a program that, that works because they're, there's some programs that specialize in working with trauma. Yep. There's some that are very LGBT friendly and there's some yeah. that are not LGBT friendly that, that I would never refer somebody to. Right. Um, it, it, what, what amazes me is I have seen women with a lot of trauma by these recovery knuckleheads mm-hmm. um, online. You have a woman with a lot of trauma. So you know where they, they place them? Hmm. In a co-ed recovery place because that's the place that's paying them. So here's yeah. this person who has tons of trauma and right. the trauma was sexual assaults by men. And mm. they put her in a place where she's living with other men. Yeah. You know, I mean, just completely. Disregard. Co- disregard. And they yeah. had no trauma. Yeah. You know, they didn't have EMDR. They didn't have. So so wow. not asking those in-depth questions to get info. What about um, guarantees? <laughs> I call them the illegal offers, right? Um, (laughs) Uh So I offer to pay for your travel. Uh Now that's illegal, so I can no longer offer to pay for your travel. So they've kind of pigeonholed around it. Uh And now they'll be like, you know what? We can't do that because that's illegal. But we work with several nonprofits who who, who provide that service. So here's their information. So what that treatment place has done is they have either, uh, they've set somebody up with a nonprofit or Uh a Facebook page. Like one of these recovery knuckleheads with their crap rap or their their uh-huh. recovery rock, right? And they have bought them followers because the more followers somebody has, the more legit they must be, right? Right? Um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm pretty sure Adolf Hitler had millions of followers, Woo! and that dude sucked at life. <laughs> so you can't tell me just yeah. because somebody has a lot of followers they're means legit. that they're doing really good work. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. oh, they dropped uh-huh. an f bomb and they have tattoos. They must know what they're talking about. So. <laughs> I did that when I was in addiction. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, me too. Well, what in the world? So, so that's another. So basically, they've set this person up, and now they they use them to conduct that illegal thing because that's kind of like like a, a yeah like a loophole that they found that they can use. Wow. Um, also, they might offer to pay for. Oh, you don't have insurance? Well, we can actually pay for your insurance when you get down here. We'll get you a plan. Or if you do have insurance, maybe they offer to. Uh, to pay or waive your deductibles and your copay. Mm. Those are illegal. Finally, hey, you know what? Uh-huh. When you get out, we will pay for you to live in a recovery residence. We'll pay for your uh, we'll, we'll pay for your sober home. Those are what I call the illegal offers that wow. people make. It's too good to be true. If they're paying for tra- for your travel, mm-hmm. if they're going to pay for recovery housing after, mm-hmm. um, or if they are going to pay for uh your insurance or waive mm-hmm. or pay for deductibles, yeah, uh, copay stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And if they guarantee your success, you know. So if they lead with asking what type of insurance, so do you have insurance or a loved one who would pay for? Mm. That's another one. And my favorite is their immediate thing is, can you send me a picture of the front of your insurance card? Mm. And the, wow. really, so. You know, I've seen ones oh. that, that say, hey, if you have insurance or uh, family to support, inbox me, contact me. If you have Medicare, Medicaid, here's a number you can call. They're like, if you have these other ones, screw you. Wow. I don't even care about you. Wow. Um, so so those are some pro- some big uh-huh. problems. Uh, yeah. Also, if you go to a place, here's what I don't understand. Imagine I go to a recovery place, mm-hmm. like a, a residential treatment place that I'm at. 
Uh Right. I'm locked in this place. I mean, yes, I can leave if I want to, but, but I'm inside this place. And yet every day, every two days, every three days, they're having me do UAs and blood work. Why? Why? Oh, because for that UA, Uh I can bill insurance $1,500 for UA for you to pee in a cup. So that's like five grand a week. I'm making off you peeing in a cup. Yeah. Hmm. On top of, and maybe I'll have you do some blood work too, because I can charge even more for that and make more money. Wow. Right. So a lot of times if they're doing that, that that's a big no, no. Uh-huh. Um, like I talked about the unsolicited uh, referrals or um, things like that from Facebook online, people mm-hmm. contacting you, you know, I, I have you seen that one commercial they have on TV where that oh. kid that looks 12 is like, I'm a doctor. He's wearing like the medical gear, <laughs> yes. like the doctor uh-huh. stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you might be tall, but I think you're 16. Doogie. Come on, Doogie <laughs> Hauser. Come on. Tell, tell the truth. Yes. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, yeah, all of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're going to hit on this. You know, actually, probably it's not going to the bad. It's probably in the good. Do they include medication for addiction in your treatment programs? You know, what what is their view on it? Are they are they prescribing you herbal remedies? What is what what is what is their view on that? Well, we're just going to get you high. What is it? Hayuska, whatever the, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Yes. Um, you know, it's a hallucinogen that works with some people. We're just going to give you this drug that's going to give you vision, uh-huh. and that right there, we're not going to worry about any other medication. All you need is this psychedelic drug. Right. Um, not that that may not work, mm-hmm. but are we treating your other? Because yes. I don't know. I've never tried that kind of therapy. Um, I've heard positive and negative. Yeah. I do know that there's some places in South America where people have died. Yeah. Uh, Sounds negative. Be- <laughs> That people never find recovery, so yeah, that's pretty negative. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so uh, generic uh, websites, uh, pages, uh, right. advertisements uh-huh. on Facebook or Google, uh, you know, uh, they have this new thing called legit script, mm. and uh, talk about that. It, it's uh, I will just say this: legit script is not the same as JCO or CARF. JCO is the Joint Commission, and mm-hmm. CARF is the Commission on Accreditation of Rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are things that say, Hey, we've come in and expected your treatment center and we have found it to be, you know, Uh to be par, to be on Uh or above par. If it's subpar, they might give you a, a one year and say, Hey, you've got to work on this stuff when we come back. So you get like a probationary. Uh Um, but legit script is not that way. In fact, their selling point in their own words, um, on why you should choose legit script certification is to quote, Ensure that providers of drug and alcohol addiction can participate in online advertising on Google, Bing, and Facebook. End quote. That's their quote on their website. Here's why you need this um, if you are treatment so that you can advertise because obviously your treatment center is not good enough. And then you a thing on there that says legit script certified or whatever. Yeah. So, and, and I hear people all the time. I swear, I, I was telling you, I swear, if one more person justifies that their treatments, that the treatment center that they're uh, representing is good because they were legit script certified, I'm going to smack somebody <laughs> through the internet. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how that's possible. We'll figure it but out. But I'll do it. Yes. Uh, because I am sick and tired of that being a selling point. That is not a selling point that mm-hmm. you're legit script certified for saying we give good treatment. Yeah. Right. That's the last thing I would look for. Now, don't get me wrong. There may be some legitimate places uh-huh. like uh, Hazelden and some of those right. places that are legit script certified. But just because there's some good ones that have it uh-huh. doesn't mean I mean, there's yes. some good governments in our right. world. Probably. Yes. I don't know. There could be. Um, yes, I agree, man. And I think but there's also some probably really bad governments. Money is money well, a bad thing. Uh, no, it is not a bad you know. thing. But the, the, the root of all evil is But the love, love of money, yeah. you know, is a bad thing. Love. So just because somebody's legit script certified doesn't mean that they're a bad thing, that they don't give quality services. But just because, you know, yeah, I mean, look are. at the the recovery mogul, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. I mean, look at me. I'm a mogul, right? right? Look at the recovery mogul. He had all kinds of recovery, uh-huh. and he may have been legit script certified too. Who knows? Yeah. But that didn't make him a good player. No. That didn't mean that they gave good services. So, so uh-huh. don't equate legit script with quality healthcare in a treatment facility. Yes. Amen. You know, and like detox in place of rehab, that's something else that you should look for, you know? Um, and legit, legit script is 
don't equate luxury. Oh, don't equate luxury with the level of care. But you you do though, right? You think this place got a jacuzzi, it's got a basketball court, it's got an on-site masseuse. I can get my hair done here. This yeah. has to be. I great. mean, I'm not going to name a place, but <laughs> I used to be an addict, and now I'm not. Um, like right? seventy-five thousand dollars a uh-huh. month. Yeah. You know, look at that place that I sent. Uh, that that my. The people, I, the parents I went to church with, sent their son to thirty-five G's, 35 G's and it had jacuzzi and swimming pool mm-hmm. and all of these services, but the healthcare provided was complete crap. It's garbage, you know. Yeah. And that's just it. I mean, that's why we have so many parents. I mean, I I am friends with multiple parents who blew their entire retirement. Yeah. That have had to go back to work, right? Um, because they spent all of their retirement funds sending their kids to treatment that never worked, mm. or they sent their kids to treatment that never worked, and now they're raising their grandkids because their kids are dead. Yeah, exactly right. Because it didn't work. Uh-huh. So not only did they blow through their retirement fund, now they're having to raise grandkids, and they're in their sixties. Yep, I agree. You know, agree. 50, 60 years yeah. old. Uh, yeah. One of my good friends, you know, uh, I don't want to get into names. Right, anyway, yeah. uh-huh. is raising, you know, it's her daughter. Yeah. But it's actually her granddaughter. Uh-huh. Um, and she's had to do that because of right. chaotic substance use in somebody's life. Yep. Mm-hmm. So so there's a lot of problems. So, uh-huh. so what do we look for? What's good? We talked about some, right? Uh-huh. Like maybe asking those follow-up questions. Um, asking in-depth right. questions to find out more uh-huh. about somebody's needs right. so that I can actually send them to a place that can provide good services, not just to one of the places that's paying me and I may, I may market for three or four different places. So, yeah. so these marketers may not always send you, send people to the exact same one right. because they're working for three, four or five places. Yeah. And as long as they put one or two heads in a bed every single week, yeah. what cracks me up is when I see somebody and they're like, you know, last week, I mean, I, or last month I, I, I sent a hundred people to, to treatment. Uh, right. If you personally yeah. are assessing a hundred people uh-huh. to get into treatment. Right. Oh my gosh, that's amazing because I know when I do a full assessment, mm-hmm. not like a partial assessment, a full assessment can take two hours. Man, so you're spending a couple hundred hours <laughs> every, every, month. every month. In fact, some, I, I mean, I've heard them say I sent a hundred people to treatment this, this week. Wow. So that's hundreds of hours of work in this week. I don't think they're doing it. I don't no. think they're doing those in-depth questions. I think they are literally just sending them to right. the places that are paying them money. Yep. Period. Yep. Yep. I'm here to make money. And that's why they're like, oh my gosh, I got to get, I got to fly over here now to do this. Who's paying for all those flights? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, are you speaking at a conference? No. Oh, you're just going to this little thing where you're speaking for free and you're mm-hmm. flying all over the country to speak for free. Somebody's paying for those flights and I yeah. guarantee it's not you. No. And no. if it is, I guarantee it's because it's part of your job because uh-huh. you're doing marketing. Right. What's funny is when you ask a place, who do you work for? And you know what they say? Well, you know, I, I can't get into that. <laughs> um, I saw somebody not long ago uh-huh. and they asked him what his job description was. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, well, I, I, he said, first, he didn't answer where he worked for. Uh-huh. Um, and then they're like, well, are you paid by a treatment place? And he's like, yeah. They're like, where is it? And he's like, well, I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to put that out on Facebook. If I work for wow. a treatment place and I don't blast it out there, Hey, where do you work for? You know what? I work for this place. I will tell you, I worked for Carol Jones Recovery Center for eight and a half years. I thought we gave amazing services. Right. We have master's level therapists who are EMDR yeah. certified. I was one of those therapists. Uh-huh. I refer people to there now, even though I'm no longer there, because I know they do really good work. Right. Exactly. Right? Yes. Do they do the best work? I don't know if anybody does the best work, but right. they do really good work and they right. give really good services. Mm-hmm. Do some people leave there and complain? Absolutely. Sure. It's going to be, it's yeah. no place is going to be perfect for right. everybody that goes right. there. But when somebody leaves unhappy, we staff it, we would staff it and we would try to figure out what can we do? Where did we fall short? Instead of saying, well, I guess they weren't ready yet. Yeah. Right. You know, right. And blaming it on the person who isn't well, mm-hmm. we said, what can we do so that maybe the next time somebody comes through that's similar to, to, to her, what right. can we do we to better support them cracks. and keep them engaged so that we can give them the services they need? Right. I would never be afraid to talk about, uh-huh. The person that pays my salary, if it's legitimate, right? Online, I'd blast it everywhere. Yep. Right. So if you're talking to somebody and they won't tell you where they're referring people, then they suck. Yeah. I will tell you now, right. they suck. And then after not admitting who we work for, they say, "Well, what's your job title?" Uh-huh. Any? Well, you know, um, I mean, you can't really tie. You can't really give a title to what I do. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then finally he ended up saying, well, I'm a rock star. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because it was a musician. So you're telling me that A, you won't tell me the name of the place you work for, and B, you are not going to, and, and you can run it down. Uh-huh. I will tell you now, you could run down my nonprofit. I have a nonprofit, Better Life and Recovery. I'm co-founder of Springfield Recovery Community Center. Uh-huh. You could run down my organizations and the services we do, and you know what I'm going to say to you? Huh. Nothing. Yeah. Because what we do speaks for itself. I agree. Totally agree. Right? Everything we do speaks for itself. I don't have to defend what I do mm-hmm. and I can be proud of what I do and who I work for mm-hmm. because you can cast all the aspersions at it you want to, but people in my community mm-hmm. know we give good services. People yep. in my state know we give good services. People in the country, mm-hmm. around the country, know we give good services. Yep. So if they're not going to tell you wh- where they refer to you, they suck. Yeah. Period. I agree. Um, and if they're not going to tell you what their position is, and I like now we have uh, different names for marketing mm-hmm. so that we can get around it. Like I am the outreach coordinator mm-hmm. for this recovery center. Yeah. So to me, an outreach coordinator goes into the community and tries to build rapport and things yeah. like that yes. or works on outreach events. Right. They don't work on marketing to bring people in. An right. outreach event to me is setting something up to destroy stigma in the community, to yes. educate people in the right. community to give people in recovery something to do. Right. Like we do uh, a 5K, 10K reco- uh, recovery run that's followed by a family-friendly barbecue and live music all for free. Right. The run's not for free. Yeah. But we have sponsors for that, uh-huh. right? So that we can do that event. We have stream team. Right. We go out and play laser tag. We go bowling. To me, those yeah. are all outreach things. Right. Exactly. And we also reach out to people in the community. Hey, can we come and speak about what we do so that if you have people who, who need the services we offer, you can send them our way. Mm-hmm. At least you don't seem passionate about this. Oh, I'm not at all. <laughs> uh, I I can't stand the fact. Uh-huh. Once again, I'll go back to if if you're not able to uh-huh. talk about the recovery or treatment place that you work at. If you say, "Well, I'm not going to blast that on Facebook. Why? I'm not going to blast that on social media." That's my first question. Yeah. Why? What's yeah. so shady yeah. about the place? Yeah. And if you don't, ha- if you say you get a paycheck from a place, but you don't have a job title, if you, right. how many jobs have you had? Yes, in your lifetime. How many do you think you've had? Ten. Have you ever not had a job title? No. Never? I've never not. Never not. Yeah. Never not. I, I've had a lot. Of, I, I lived in Branson. Yeah. Um, and back in the day, I mean, my work record was horrible, but you could literally walk up the strip and get 15 jobs. Mm-hmm. So I would work until I got a paycheck and then go get high and uh-huh. then come back after I came down uh-huh. um, and get another job. I've had... Unfortunately, I've probably worked in hundreds of restaurants. Now, uh-huh. some of those restaurants I worked on for extended periods of time. Right. But I've probably worked in a hundred restaurants, and uh-huh. I've also worked at other places, retail uh-huh. uh, places. I've never not had a job title yeah. ever. Right. right. Somebody, if they ask, "What do you get paid for doing?" I could always say, "Oh, I'm a server." Yeah. Oh, uh, I do. You know, um, I do public relations. Right. I, you know, I'm a therapist. I mean, mm-hmm. I could always tell you what my job title was. Right. So to not only be able to, so if they can't tell you a. Mm-hmm who they represent, right. and B, what they're getting paid to do, yeah. just delete that person. Yes. Never speak to that person. Never believe anything that comes out of that person's mouth. Here, Here's what I love. Well, if you'll call me on the phone, yeah. you know, we can sit down and coffee and talk about it. Well, why can't we just talk about it right now? Right. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some people that attack people on Facebook, uh-huh. and I don't think that's right. Yes. You know, uh, because I've also seen them attack some people that I think were pretty legit, uh-huh. not legit script, but pretty legit <laughs> and actually offered uh-huh. good services and represented a, a, an above ground place. Mm. In fact, one of them literally put a list up of probably 12, 15 places. And he said, here's the places in my community that I refer to, Wow. you know, yeah. and yet still was getting attacked. Now I don't agree with that, right. but a, I'm like, dude, if you can put up the places you refer to, a hats off to you, props. True, very true. You know, wow. I can give you a list of probably 25 places that I refer to. Yeah, yeah, me too. And either me or I've either toured them, worked at them, or I know multiple people that have been right. at every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and I don't get a paycheck for any of them. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't refer 100 people to treatment. I don't refer a, a week. In fact, I don't refer 100 people to treatment a month. Yeah. But I probably refer. Three to five people every week yeah. where I have family calling me, people sure. calling me, and they're like, hey, where can I go? This is what I need. Yeah. And, you know, 
then we d- decide we have that conversation right. and we decide do they need detox do they need this so we're getting right. carried away but what yeah. are some other good <laughs> things that we can talk about i love it man i love it mean, we I talked love about professionals yes right do they have professionals yeah, exactly. do they have somebody i have lived experience right. and <laughs> i for two weeks two two years sat here and got supervision under somebody or do they actually have professional training right now, don't get me wrong. I think you can you can be an amazing sponsor sure. and not have a, a college degree. Right. I think you can be an amazing peer, an amazing interventionist. Mm-hmm. But, man, if I have people that are working with co-occurring issues, I want somebody that has degrees. If I have cancer, I want somebody who's an oncologist. Yep. I don't want somebody who's like, well, you know, I had cancer a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then for two years, I sat and, and watched a doctor yeah. uh, give radiation. And now I'm going to go ahead and give radiation treatments. In fact, do doctors even give radiation treatments? Yeah. Like you're... Your main doctor generally doesn't. He has other people that are skilled in that. Yeah, specialists for that, exactly. Exactly. But yet, I'm going to go to a therapist with co-occurring issues who's going to be like, ah, no, we're good. Yeah. You know, no, it's okay. I can treat your schizophrenia. I was schizophrenic. In fact, I'm (laughs) schizophrenic, so we're good. I know what it's like. Come on. Yeah. Oh, you don't need medication. We're just going to work these. We're going to read out of this book and work this book, and you'll be all gravy, I promise. Mm -hmm. Right? So do they have professionals that can handle your needs? Do they they diagnose and treat physical and mental health conditions besides addiction? Um, What type of aftercare do they provide? Yeah, exactly. Because I will tell you now, one of the biggest indicators, in fact, Last time I read, the biggest indicator of somebody remaining abstinent mm-hmm. was five years. Mm. Yeah. Like having five years sober was the biggest indicator that somebody would remain that way. Because it, it can take anywhere from six to 18 months for um, the neurotransmitters to get back to where they need to be in our brain. Right. Yeah. But it can take up to five years for our brain to fully rewire again. Right. I agree. Right. I agree. And get back to the best that it's going to be after all of the damage that we did to it mm-hmm. through the substances that we mis- misused. I agree. You know, and, um, what, what do, is there, what do they ensure whatever, whatever place you're checking out that, 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 that person remains in recovery for the long term, Right. You know, or what, what do you, how do you handle relapse? You know, with somebody, you know, cause that's obviously a very common thing. What happens if I relapse in this program? Right. Like I'll give you an example of what I would consider a good marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, I called her because I'm like, hey, I heard that this residential place opened up, a new residential place opened up by St. Louis. Uh-huh. I'm like, what do you know about it? And she's like, oh, I, I, I'm actually their marketing director. Uh-huh. And I'm like, but I haven't seen you blast that out on Facebook. Uh-huh. And she said, well, why would I blast it out on Facebook? She said, you know, she said, uh, I'm not here to market on Facebook. I am here to let people in our community know. And then it's going to travel through word of mouth. Mm. And I said, well... You know, I'm going to be in St. Louis in a couple of days. Would it be okay if I got a tour? And she's like, oh, yeah. I said, could I talk to a therapist or two? And she said, sure. Um, can I get a schedule that has your programming? And she said, of course you can. Now, I want you to know that it's indiv- it's individual based. So mm-hmm. it's going to be different for different people. But I can give you a schedule of what those main groups are and all the services that we offer. So I went down there. I got to talk to a therapist. I got to talk to a peer. I got to talk to a caseworker. I got a complete schedule of all the different groups and activities that they offer over the course of the week. And then this guided tour throughout the entire thing. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of transparency Mm -hmm. a good place has. Yeah. In fact, a lot of times you can call, if I can't talk to somebody who works there, mm-hmm. if I can't get a schedule, uh, if I can't say, you know what, do you have a list of family members and alumni and family of alumni right. that I can talk to who have gone through these services so that I know that it, you're actually providing what you say you're providing right. and get a list? Yes. That place might not be so legit. It's so good. It's so good. You know, I agree. Totally agree. One of the biggest ones that I see missing from a lot of even the good treatment places Mm -hmm. is they're not doing uh, family therapy. Mm -hmm. I think family therapy is one thing that's missing that a lot of places. So if they offer family therapy too, that's awesome. But just because they offer family therapy doesn't mean that they're doing good services. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, what kind of treatments do they focus on? You know, like you were saying earlier, is it just 12 steps or is there cognitive behavioral therapy, motivational interviewing, you know, is there medication management? Yeah. Medication. What is it? What is it? You know, and I think that, I think it's individualized. That's, I mean, right. it needs to be individualized. That's great. And are they accredited? Not just script certified. <laughs> legit script. I love yeah, legit. Legit script. You know, because you know it's legit because it's legit script. And I'm not hitting on that. It, they uh, may be an above board organization, right. but they are an organization that looks at a place whether or not they can market. Yeah. 
whether or not they can advertise on social media right. platforms and uh, media platforms. Uh, what I'm looking at is, like I said, are they JCO or CAR for credited? Right. So like the joint commission? Is that joint yes. JCO? Yeah, joint. Yeah. Do they accept insurance? Because yeah. if they don't accept insurance, if insurance won't touch them, hmm. whoo, that's yeah. not a good thing. Right. Yeah. Are they in network or out of network? And if mm. they're out of network, what kind of expenses are they going to add? Are they able to talk to you about that? Mm. You know, sorry, you're not in network, you know, and, and talk to you about some of those things. Yeah. That's probably a good one. Do they have a medical director? Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. Is that medical director ASAM certified? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, which is the Addiction Society of, uh, uh, of Medicine. Uh, so, yeah. so are they ASAM certified to provide that treatment and to oversee that program. So, I mean, there's lots of different things to look at. Mm -hmm. uh, but man, number one thing, if you're talking to one of these rock stars or, and I hate it, God, I hate <laughs> hope dealers uh -huh. because now there's these brands of hope dealers. To me, a hope dealer is anybody who has overcome anything. Mm -hmm. For me, it's addiction, mental health, childhood right. trauma. Right. Um, and is now using that to help other people. You know, yes. I have that garbage theory, right? Where right. I say we have gar garbage. We have all this stuff that happens. It's uh -huh. things that happen to us and choices we make. Are they grinding up all that garbage, turning it into compost and using it to fertilize other people's lives? Right. To me, that's what a hope dealer does. And it can right. be addiction. It could be cancer. It could be cha uh, chaotic relationships, yeah. gambling, right. pornography. You know, yeah. you can be a hope dealer in just about anything. Mm -hmm. So, so I hate the fact that there's some people that aren't, the most legit and they have people and they may even be quasi legit, mm -hmm. but then they have people that are body brokers that are doing lives and sharing their stories on their pages. Right. And if you're sitting there working with birds of a feather flock together, I'm sorry, right. uh -huh. period. Yep. You know, I see people and they're like, well, you know, I mean, yeah, I posted that picture, but it's because they're at my show. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you posted the picture. Mm -hmm. So if you posted the picture of you with your arms around a couple body brokers, then I'm thinking, yeah. May, maybe you're a body broker too. Right, exactly. Or maybe they're using you to further their right. marketing abilities and right. you're allowing yourself to be used. Mm -hmm. And I know you're not that stupid because you hustle recovery, right? Right. You hustle hope. <laughs> so if you're out there doing all this hustle and yet uh, people are coming in, you're like, oh, well, I, I, I didn't know they were doing that. You're not an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, you're not stupid. You know, and there's so many bad players in this industry, and they are getting arrested mm -hmm. time after time after time after time after time. Mm -hmm. And what sucks is it makes it so difficult, right? And, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. It makes yeah. it so difficult for somebody who needs help or a family member trying to get a loved one help, right? Um, to get them services that are actually going to be beneficial, right? Right, because it's like they just jump into this having no idea. Uh -huh. You know? Yeah. And, and what do you do? Well, you know, I hop on Facebook, and this person has 250,000 followers, and Oh my gosh. I mean, did you hear that song they sang? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that rap they had? Oh my gosh, it made me cry. It uh -huh. made me think about my kid. Uh -huh. I'm sitting here crying. I know they I know they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh -huh. No. With their raps and their tweaked out eyes and <laughs> oh! I, I, Sorry. I, I think I know who you're you're maybe maybe There's you, a couple of them. Yes, There's there is. many of them uh -huh. and some of them uh -huh. are just inspirational speakers. Mm -hmm. Um Believe it, I don't know. I think other people should call you a motivational speaker or an inspirational speaker. I don't think you should call yourself that. You're like, yeah. oh, what do you do? Well, I give people inspiration and motivation. I'm an inspiration. I'm a public speaker, speaker mm -hmm. but I don't know if I'm an inspirational or a motivational speaker. You'd have to ask the people that hear. Right. Are some of them motivated? Yep. Are some of them like, oh my God, I can't stand this guy? Right. Probably, and that's perfectly okay. <laughs> it's not your turn. Right. You know, I'm yeah. fine with that. So, <laughs> how you feel? Oh my gosh, I feel like I could go on for hours about this because you're hurting people. Uh -huh. There's treatment centers out there that are leading to people's deaths just to make money. Yeah. There's sober homes that are leading to people's deaths just to make money. There's detoxes that are taking people in and referring them to places because they get money. Mm. There are these people who are flying all over the country getting paid by these places that deal death. Yeah. You know, we're in the middle of a syndemic and they are profiting off of it. Yep. It is disgusting. Absolutely. It is abhorrent. I don't have enough superlatives right. <laughs> to define the way I feel really, about yeah. it. And, 
and I want to name them so bad, and I'm not going to. And if you contact me, I'm not going to name these people. Just know if they are not straight up about the places that they are referring people to, if they do not have a job title that they can give you, they're not legitimate. They right. suck, and oh. they're killing people. Mm-hmm. Period. For money. Done. For done. Money. Done. Done. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to release this after uh-huh. um, we got done with... The full uh-huh. four agreements. And I think, unfortunately, it's going to come in the middle because I don't think I can hold off on releasing this because yeah. I think this information needs to be out there. Let's do it. You know, and I think I've, I don't, I'm not sure. I think I've talked about it before, but I, this is more in depth. This is, oh my God, I hate the places out there. And I see people reposting these people over and over uh-huh. again and adding more weight because there's other people. Well, I, I know this person because that's my son's kid and they're in recovery uh-huh. and they posted this, this girl, this guy, this what whatever. So obviously they must know what they're doing yeah. and just know if you are posting, reposting, sharing, liking anything that these knuckleheads are posting, you're giving them more legitimacy. Yeah. You're allowing them to further victimize and prey on people. Right. Deal death. Oh, deal death. I love that. Yeah. I'd rather deal hope. I'm a hope right. dealer. Yeah. Deal death. Yeah. I don't claim a set. Uh. <laughs> I'm not like a, oh, Paducah hope dealer, but we'll just throw that one out there. El Dorado hope dealer, but yes. I am a hope dealer. All right. I am somebody who shares not to get heads in beds, but because I know that there's recovery from everything. You can recover for anything and everything that you are Mm -hmm. going through. And there's a lot of people out there who have overcome that that can share their information with you. It reminds me of the guy that uh, fell in the hole. Have you heard Mm -hmm. that story? Let's hear about it. Have you not? I don't know that I have. Okay, so there is a guy and he's walking and he falls in a hole. Uh And he he can't get out. Uh So he starts crying for help, Uh right? And uh, this guy comes walking up and he goes... What's the matter? And he's like, man, I fell in this hole and I can't get out. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, well, I can help you with that. Uh, I- I'm a counselor. Here's a couple. Of, here, I'm going to teach you a mindfulness technique because it looks like you're, you're going through a lot of anxiety that will help reduce that anxiety. Mm-hmm. And he teaches them a, a grounding technique. Uh-huh. And when he does it, he feels better. And the counselor walks away. But at the end of the day, guess what? He's still in the hole. Yeah. So he starts crying for help again. Uh And this guy comes walking up and he's like, oh, well, I'm a psychiatrist. I can help you with that. Mm -hmm. You know, it it seems like you're pretty depressed being stuck in that hole. Here's some medication. I'm going to write you a script. And he Uh gives him that medication. Uh And the guy takes the medication and guess what? He feels better. Uh But at the end of the day, he's still stuck in the hole. Still in the hole. Yeah. So he starts crying for help. And uh, the spiritual guru Uh comes walking up Uh and... uh, he talks to him and he's like, oh, well, I tell you what, I have this book. All you have to do is read and then pray to X, Y, Z. And you're going to feel a whole lot better about being down there in that hole. Hmm. And you know what? He reads through that book and he prays to that higher power. And you know what? Feels a little better. Feels better. Yeah. But at the end of the day, guess what? He's still stuck in a hole. Still in that hole. Uh-huh. So he continues crying out for help and this guy comes walking up. Mm-hmm. And he said, what's wrong? He's like, man, I'm stuck in this hole. I can't get out. And the guy jumps down in the hole with him. And he's like, what are you doing? Now we're both stuck in the uh-huh. hole. And he says, no, I've been in this hole before. I know the way out. Huh. So to me, that's what a hope dealer is. A hope dealer is somebody that has been through it before. They know the way out of it and they can share that. That's so good. But at the end of the day, I can share my hope uh-huh. and my path. But I will also tell you there's multiple pathways out there and my path is not the only one. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, well, all you have to do is right. work the 12 steps. Just like right. I'm not going to tell you, all you have to do is pray to Jesus. Right. Because I don't think that's going to work for everybody. Right. Right. You know, um, we are dealing with something where some people may need medications. Some people are definitely going to need professional help. Right. Exactly. That's professional as in I have a license, not I went to a one week class. <laughs> right. Um, and got a certification. Other people, you know what? They're going to be fine working uh-huh. with that person who went to a one week class and got certification. Yeah. You know, I love peers. I am a certified peer specialist. I'm one of 12 trainers in the state of Missouri for the the Missouri Certified Peer Specialist Program. Mm -hmm. I believe that they make outcomes for treatment better. Yes. I believe that some people don't need treatment and just need that recovery coach, that certified, that that peer support. But other people need help and they need clinical help. And clinical help is offered by people who have clinical degrees. Right. Yep. Education. Yeah. Higher education. Woo. Yeah. Not the kind of higher education we used to get. <laughs> True story. Like, like, dude, I smoked a couple blunts. All you I, need is this blunt and it'll make you better. Oh I promise. Gosh, I'm still in that hole. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. So, uh-huh. so how do you pick? Right? I think you got to do your homework. Right? 
Yeah, ask people. Ask questions. Ask questions. Ask if you can tour. Ask if you can stop by. Uh Can I talk to the professionals who work there? Uh, Do you have a list of uh, family or family members of Mm -hmm. or former clients that I can talk to about this? Uh, Get a referral from your doctor, a psychotherapist. Uh, Maybe go to to a family support group in your community Mm -hmm. and say, hey, I'm having this problem. Yeah, right? I if agree. you hop online and you get inundated with things and all they're worried about is whether or not you have insurance, uh-huh. not legit. It's not at all, you know? If they can't tell you in public, on a public page, where they're going to refer you to, it's not legit. Sketchy. You know, and the fact is, is that rehab is hard work and it takes time. Uh, that's why the most effective programs are long-term and involve comprehensive care. And they also have aftercare. Yes, It's not just residential. There's going to be intensive outpatient. There's going to be long-term outpatient. Right. Maybe there's even alumni groups where they will hook you up with like a re- recovery community center in your community where they engage in right. a, an active right. linkage to that. Right. Right. right? Um, yeah. I agree. And finally get the level of care you need. That's one other thing. I've had some parents who contact, we were talking about smoking weed and like, man, my kid smoked weed. I'm going to send them to residential. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, maybe you should have them go see a therapist first. Yeah. Because I I personally Uh wouldn't want my 16 year old kid going to a residential program. If he's taking the marijuana (laughs) and uh, being around kids who are injecting methamphetamine, heroin and and, and much harder drugs, Mm -hmm. you know, um, maybe there's a reason that, I mean, those harder drugs too, but maybe there's a reason that he needs the marijuana and maybe that therapist can work with them through whatever that is. You know, for a lot of people, like I say, I use drugs for almost a quarter of a century, like 24 years. Uh Uh-huh. Um, in and out of rehabs, I've died eight times, you know, right. all, jails, prisons. Right. Um, and I never had a drug problem, hmm. you know, uh, I had a trauma problem and drugs were my solution. So right. a lot of times drugs aren't the problem. So if they see a therapist, yeah. once again, clinical help, right? Right. I want to get them higher to education. a clinician. Yeah. Um, maybe that clinician can help them work through those right. co-occurring problems uh-huh. that are actually the root of why they use. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think you're talking about that level of care needed and it needs to be, you know, back in the day when I, when I was a personal trainer, it was about custom building programs that fit each client. There wasn't just this cookie, cookie cutter program that fit each person. So like my doctor, the last time I went to see him told me I'm morbidly obese. (laughs) So you're saying I shouldn't start off running five miles. Right. Yeah, probably not. I've been sedentary for three and a half months because (laughs) I ruptured my Achilles. So, so I should start running five miles. Uh, what's, Six mile clip, exactly. seven mile clip, hey, as right. fast as I can go. Right, we got this five hundred pound tire. We need to start flipping it uh, today. Got it. Okay, exactly. <laughs> right. Cookie yeah. cutter, one right. size fits all. Yes, exactly. Got it. I'm uh, gonna get so struck. <laughs> Where's David? Oh, he ruptured three discs <laughs> yes. in his back, and he re-ruptured his Achilles. Yeah. Um. Oh, and he had a heart attack. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're laughing and dying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you found that well, humorous. I did. But yeah. So it shouldn't be cookie cutter. It should be individualized therapy. Yeah, it should be, should be strengths based, hopefully. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. we're trying to build and promote strengths, not uh, point out deficits. Yep. Amen. Yeah. So, so I hope that helped. I think so, and I think that wow, I didn't even talk hardly at all because you were so passionate. I'm sorry. I think it's good. I think it's good that you get this out. I think this is something people need to hear, and this is by far probably the longest podcast that we have done. I don't even know how long it is because <laughs> the computer turned off, and we've been on here so long. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so so once again, if you need help, I mean, Go contact people in your community. Or no? Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Make sure they're legit, script certified. Yes. Um, you know, do the research. Uh-huh. Uh, talk to multiple places, not yeah. just one. If you're talking to somebody on Facebook, ask them where they're going to refer you to and make uh-huh. sure that they're able to say it publicly. Yeah. Ask if they're paid by that organization and if they are what their position is. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's there's good marketers out there. There's right. good people that market. I, I've met some of them at mm-hmm. conferences that I've gone to right. where they're talking about their services and, hey, here's why we're the best. Here's the evidence-based practices. Here's what our schedule looks like. Here's what we do. Well, Here's a list of people you can call who have gone through our services. Mm-hmm. Here's a list of moms and dads whose kids we've saved their lives you can talk to. Um, and here, if you're ever around, contact me and I'll make sure we get you a tour and you can talk to some of the professionals there. Yeah. That's a legit yep. place, yep. right? 
Um, that kid that threw up, these are the places locally in my state that I refer to. That's pretty legit. Yeah. You know, I will tell you the top places that I refer to in my community and a couple of the places that I refer to you uh, outside of if people have private insurance. Right. And I don't make a dime from any of them. Yeah. You know, not that making a dime from them is wrong, but if you can't be transparent right. about the place, who you are, and your role for them. Right. Then that's bad. Um, if they have a medical director, mm-hmm. you know, with an MD or a psychiatrist, it's probably a good thing. And even better if uh, they actually are ASAM, like an addictionologist. Right. Okay. Right. Um, do they have actual clinical staff there or is that clinical staff just somebody who has gotten a certification? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if those are the people that I want my loved one to work through their, through their depression with because... I might find them. You know, yeah. do they have peers? I want a place that I send somebody to to have peers also. Yeah. Have clinicians, have peers, yep. right? Yep. Um, community sports specialists, they at least have a bachelor's in a health-related field, right. like uh, psychology, counseling, social right. work, right. or are they just somebody off the street that they hired? Yeah, that's good. You know, um, what type of aftercare do they provide? Yep. Do they have aftercare? Do they have a robust referral program to aftercare programs that are also accredited by JCO or CARF? Mm -hmm. You know, I I think all those. Are they medication-friendly? Do they use evidence-based practices? I mean, all of those are important things to know to see if a place is legit or not. Right. Right? Um, Yeah, I don't don't even know. Uh, I feel like my... Like, I'm... I feel mentally... Uh-huh. physically and emotionally drained right now you after this podcast. I don't know if I've ever felt like this after a podcast no. where I truly feel drained now that I'm done. And I think it's because I know that there's so many irreputable places out there that are hurting people. killing people. Mm-hmm. You're hurting people. <laughs> it is so tough. Stop. Yes. Please. You know, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Instead, you are trying to make money off being famous. Yeah. And it sucks. I mean, I will tell you now, do I have a book? Mm -hmm. Yes, I wrote a book. It's called Hope Dealer. Mm -hmm. And do you want to know where all the proceeds go to? Mm -hmm. Do you know where? To me? Yes, all to you, to your... They all, they all actually go to Better Life and Recovery and Springfield yeah. Recovery yeah. Community Center every single dime. Yeah. I don't think it's wrong to make money. No. But you know what? I have money to feed my family, to keep a roof over their head for the things that are needs. Right. My needs are filled. My family's needs are filled. Um, I want to make sure that my community's needs are met too. And to me, the Recovery Community Center meets those. So the, that money should go to that. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't. I just I'm. I hate it when I see people that are trying to make a dime. Yeah, I agree. Off of other people's misery. Right. It's not wrong to make money, right. but when you are, can't be transparent about it. Yeah. When you were doing it just to gain a following. When you call yourself a mogul. Right. I mean, really, a recovering mogul? People are dying, and you're calling yourself a mogul. Yeah. Did he call himself that, or did they call oh, him? Self-proclaimed recovery Self-proclaimed mogul. Self-proclaimed mogul. Um, not legitimate. No. I will tell you now. No. If somebody tells you they're a rock star, they're probably not a rock star. I don't think rock stars have to tell you they're rock stars. You know it. Yeah. That right? a rock star. <laughs> Mick Jagger, he wasn't going around going, oh, look at me. I'm a, I can't do accents. No, um, but I believe it. He wasn't going around saying, look at me, I'm a rock star. He was a rock star. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. um, is. yes, is my bad. <laughs> Freddie Mercury was, was. Dude, that, guy, woo, that guy had some lungs yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so stop it. Yes. You're killing people. You're hurting people. Mm-hmm. Be transparent, be open, be honest. Make sure that you're referring people to places that are legitimate healthcare providers yeah. because I'm sick and tired of going to funerals. Yeah, me too. And I'm sick and tired of having parents come to me after being bilked by these programs Mm -hmm. where they're now having to take jobs after they retired because they sent their kids to these programs that that didn't work and their kids ended up in prison anyway. Their kids ended up dead anyway because these programs sucked. Mm -hmm. They weren't evidence-based. They weren't following best practices. They were just about making money. Right. Uh, anything to add? Because I'm done. I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm I would say that everything you said is good, man. I'm thinking of a, a biblical story about building your house upon the sand, man. You got to make sure that place you're going to has a foundation, and it has to it has to have some some things like you were talking about, you know. And it it has to be like that. And um, it's it's sad that lots of places aren't, but we've got to do our, our due diligence. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, guys, have an amazing day, uh, amazing week. We love you. Yeah, I, I love, love you. you. I okay. love you for sure.
So have an amazing week. Please, if you need help, I mean, if you need to contact me, contact me. Um, I can guarantee you I'm not getting paid by any place that I refer you to. Mm -hmm. But I can guarantee you I'm not going to refer you to a place that doesn't provide good services. Amen. Right? And I can, I will be more than happy to talk with you online on Facebook, not private, but publicly about those places that I may refer you to. Um, because, man, when you do good deeds, you don't have to hide. Agreed. And when something is good and pure, it doesn't have to be done in the dark. It can be done openly in public. Agreed. In closing, I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Please join us every week for new episodes. If you want to connect with us further, if you have any questions, topics you'd like to hear in the future, or maybe you would like to be on the podcast sometime, you can connect with us at betterlifeandrecovery.com. Uh, there's a Better Life and Recovery page on Facebook, or you can, uh, we're on Twitter, uh, B-L-I-R underscore N-P-O. Also, this podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about the network at studiodna.media. Thanks a lot. Y'all have a great week. Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture.